All right, let's do it. Let's start the timer. Five minutes. It's another five-minute post-game show, courtesy of post-game pints. Campbell and Gala with you. Canadians lose three-one in Game Two of the Stanley Cup Final. Mitch, was it just all about Andre Vasilevsky? I mean, he was a big story in this game. There's no doubt about that. I don't know how much the Canadians got as far as really grade-A scoring chances, but certainly they threw everything in the kitchen sink at him, and he showed why he is among the best goalies in the league, if not the best goaltender in the National Hockey League. And it's tough, right, because you have a team that, that is the Tampa Bay Lightning, that they are so good in so many areas that you would think at least, at least if you play really well, maybe the goaltender is going to let up a soft one, but not with this team. Andre Vasilevsky was full value. All right, so good. He did let in a soft one, one that I'm sure he'd love to have back. He thought maybe it was going to get tipped or deflected and just kind of maybe fooled him uh, on a, on a changeup a little bit. But that's the Canadians throwing 43 shots on goal and only one getting by Vasilevsky. Something's got to change heading back to Montreal in games three and four. But how much, Mitch, can they change? They played a pretty good hockey game. Yeah, they did play a good hockey game, and I think they want to do a, a lot of the same things in, uh, in game three that they did in, uh, in game two and just hope for a better result. I don't think you need wholesale changes or to go crazy with, uh, with the tinkering. I think uh, you got to hope that a couple bounces go your way. Uh, maybe you could find a way to get a couple more power plays and score on the power play, uh, get some motivation from playing in front of 3,500 of your fans. And then, of course, home ice having uh, the second change and being able to control the matchup a little bit well. And, Sean, even uh, maybe getting a bit of a boost from having your head coach back behind the bench. Yeah, I think the boost of the head coach, that might be a difference for the Canadians, just with like a little bit of feeling the vibe or feeling who's going and who's not going. And the Canadians, uh, they need to figure out something offensively or chemistry or who to face or who to match up against. The other thing that I really noticed in this game, a 2-1 game, a 3-1 game, a 1-1 game, man, Tampa Bay is never uncomfortable, ever. And I know the Canadians played a lot of the playoffs that way where they were comfortable in a tie game or with the lead, a little more uncomfortable when they were trailing. But man, Tampa, they just there's, there's really not much wrong with that team. They're strong from top to bottom. And I think that that showed again tonight when they weren't perfect. Well, they're, they're comfortable because they have experience and they've been in a lot of uh, these situations. They are a championship caliber team. And we're seeing that in the uh, in the Stanley Cup final they are uh, showing why they know how to win games and I think uh, that comfort goes uh, very much back to last uh, sorry two seasons ago uh, when they get upset in the first round of the playoffs by the Columbus Blue Jackets they learn from that experience they make improvements the following year and then they play the Columbus Blue Jackets again in the second round of the playoffs or the first round of the actual playoffs and uh, they have that game that is low scoring and goes uh, four overtimes or five overtimes. Can't remember what it was, but it was a very long game. Yeah. And they waited and waited and waited and finally capitalized on an opportunity. I think they have those type of experiences that are paying, uh, that they're, they're paying off now in, in, in these type of situations. All right. So why don't we uh, do this quickly? It was a really good, on the positive note, really good game from Nick Suzuki. And I just call him a gamer, Mitch. I love the way that he played. I love the way that he bounced back from game one. I think he's the most important uh, skater on the Canadians right now. Normally I would go the route of Jeff Petrie, but I think he's struggling with that injury. I think if Nick Suzuki's going, the Canadians will go. That'll make to Foley and Caulfield and their offense go. So as much as they only scored one goal and it was a C and I shot from Suzuki, I thought he played well. 
and that's a good sign heading into game three. Now the offense starts with him, uh, Toffoli and Caulfield, the two better goal scorers on the Canadians. So they're with them on that line. Uh, Suzuki's key on the uh, power play as well. And Sean, eight shots on goal tonight. He was by far their most threatening forward. He looked dangerous almost every time he was on the ice. And they're going to need that Nick Suzuki again in game three if they want any chance of pulling within one in the series. All right, we got 30 seconds left. How disappointed are you that there's only going to be 3,500 fans for game three? I mean, very, uh, very disappointed. Um, you know, it's, it's been locked at 3,500 for a while now. You would think with the two vaccines and the COVID case counts low in Quebec that they would have been able to fit in a few more than they have been. But, you know, I'll leave that stuff up to the doctors, I guess. Yeah, no, I just I know that you and I will be there. Uh, we'll be working and uh, we'll provide another uh, five minute post game show uh, for courtesy of post game pints. But uh, yeah, it would have been a, a neat moment. But Montreal is about to host the Stanley Cup final game and they're not out of the series just yet. They're just down. Oh, two. That's it for us. It's time to open up a LeBron's beer. Enjoy your night. Enjoy your morning. Enjoy whatever time of the day it is for you. Just enjoy the Stanley Cup final. Adios.